for myself, like therapy was incredible. Like I was always really against therapy and sort of had that like, oh, like I can just figure this out. But I sort of let my guard down and I tried therapy and I've been doing it ever since. And like my therapist is my girl, like I love therapy. So always recommend therapy. Like there's many things that you can do to sort of undo this stress that I think is built up in most New Yorkers specifically and also just other, you know, all around the world. Like it's not just here, it's everywhere. Welcome back to Fit as a Fiddle. I'm your host, Dr. Sneha Ghazi. I am a physical therapist and owner of Sneha Physical Therapy located in New York City. I'm also the founder and executive director of Physical Therapy International Service Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit that brings free PT resources, treatment, and education to underserved communities all over the world. I am obsessed with the fact that if you feel better inside and out, you live a better life. Each episode on Fit as a Fiddle brings you phenomenal guests in the health and wellness space who share inspiring tips and tangible advice. This podcast is for a community of people who want to keep their mind, body, and spirit healthy and thriving. Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe, review, and enjoy today's show. Welcome everyone to today's episode on Fit as a Fiddle. I am particularly excited for this episode because we actually have our youngest guest on the show today, Gina Geschleider. She is a New York City raised 21 year old and she has begun a platform for wellness that is catered to Gen Z called City Wellbeing. So Gina, we are super excited to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm very excited to do this. This is the second podcast I've ever recorded, so I like to get acclimated with doing this because I eventually want to start my own podcast, but thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I, I am just excited to share more about what I do because I have like a pretty low following, and I think as you try to grow as like a young you know, entrepreneur or building a platform, it can be a little hard. So just sharing my vision and what I want to do is really important to me. So I'm happy to be here. Well, we are happy that Gen Z is looking at wellness the way that you are. And we're happy to see that hopefully soon you'll be a pioneer in the New York area um, to help younger generations like yourself cope with the unique challenges, which I'm interested to hear all about today. So First, start off telling us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and then a little intro on how City Wellbeing came about. Yeah, so I'm 21 years old. I'm born and raised in downtown Manhattan, um, so very busy always. Um, and I graduated high school from a school called City As, which was an incredible alternative high school in New York. Um, and they really just like prepped you more for life in college as opposed to the other high school that I had attended. Um, so I graduated there in two, uh, 2017. Um, and after that, I started working with a company uh, that was all about essential oils. Um, so being there, I really got familiar with wellness and how, you know, caring for our bodies, not only with products um, and all natural products is very important, but also just our mental well-being. Um, at the time, I had also been experiencing some pretty heavy anxiety. And so working in an environment that promoted wellness and me needing to cater to my own mental health was kind of my introduction to wanting to do this work, um, specifically for my generation. Uh, my first sort of step was 
going to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, uh, which is a pretty like popular program. Um, it was an incredible experience to learn more about nutrition, but also about uh, like they like to say what feeds you off the plate. So I got most of my education from there, um, but also just experimenting with different practices um, like mindfulness and all of that, uh, just sort of building my own um, routine to like get my mental health on track and be like flourishing. Um, so I did that and then I wanted to share what I was doing because I found I was healing and doing all this great work, but the people around me were still like struggling with their mental health or whether it be sleep, like all over the board. Um, so I had started a blog and it was nice because I got to, you know, share some of my tips, but I had a bigger vision for what I wanted to do and the people I wanted to reach and to make it accessible. So I decided to start City Wellbeing, which is a wellness sort of hub for Generation Z or young adults, really anyone, it caters to anyone. I've had like older people read the blogs and they love it, um, but it's specifically designed for urban youth who I feel is specifically um, stressed and anxious. And I know that um, like city areas are highly associated with like mental illness um, and depression and anxiety. So you can imagine for youth who, um, you know, our brains are developing, it can be really overwhelming to be in this setting, um, dealing with all of that. So that's kind of my background and my story, but yeah. Great. So you touched on how urban youth are more stressed and anxious. So from a historical perspective, you know, we went through an industrial revolution and we left the rural areas and then you know, about three decades ago, we basically had a technology revolution with phones and the internet and really everything that's completely shaped the fabric of our society and how we live our lives. So from your perspective, why are your challenges as an urban youth unique from someone, say, 15 to 20 years older than you? Yeah, so specifically, um, why I think it's important to have something like City Wellbeing and other platforms that are run by young people, made for young people, is because I think a lot of the resources we have had, specifically for my generation growing up, is all um, from our elders, which I think is, you know, we have a ton to learn from our elders and there's always stuff that we can be learning, but it just hits differently when it's coming from someone who you deeply resonate with, who knows exactly what's going on in our generation, in our times, like in the media, just all of that. I think it just is more influential in that aspect, um, not to discredit like all of the resources we do have, um, but also not to mention that a lot of those resources are also unaccessible for young people who, you know, can't afford to, even if it's physical wellness, like not can't afford to go get a massage or can't afford to go see an acupuncturist. Like there's a lot of levels to it um, with the accessibility. So I feel like for starters, it's really important to have something that is accessible, that is free, that is run by your people that like you can resonate with. So that's really also why I think it's important to create this platform um, and also create a space for other young writers. Cause this blog is not just me writing, um, which my original blog was. This is, you know, city youth coming together and sharing their self-expression, their tools, their tricks, like all of that. Um, so that's that point. But I think 
what sets young people in urban settings aside from, you know, the majority of all the other issues that are going on in this world um, is just that it's unique to grow up in a really fast paced environment. Um, even from like when you're little and going to school, like there's traffic and there's, you know, you're in the subway and you're in busy settings and it can really, really be distracting. And even as a 21 year old, like I'm still distracted if I go outside. So you can imagine being so young and, you know, going to school at seven in the morning and needing to like take in all this information, but there's also so much going on. So I think from a young age, it starts to take its toll, um, just like the fast paced environment, the busyness, like when you picture New York, for example, which is like where I'm from, so I can speak on that, like it's hustle and bustle and it's just a mess. And that can all really, really affect your mental health in my you know, opinion. And I've seen that for myself. You're also exposed to, you know, quite some danger and, you know, growing up in the city, like I've been exposed to drugs and drug use and, you know, um, close friends passing away through like violence. I just feel like there's a lot that goes, not that that isn't happening in other places, which it definitely is. But from my experience, there just seems to be an overstimulation going on here. Um, and it's been like that since I'm young. You know, I also, I grew up with technology, with the exposure to social media. And that also, it's, it kind of all ties in. Yeah, and urban areas have this huge discrepancy also, right, with uh, hyper-wealthy, uber-poor, and not as many middle-class people as the suburbs, so there's this huge socioeconomic gap that also contributes to a lot of this problem, but you just brought up social media, which is really the cherry on top, right? Yeah, that is the cherry on top. And also just to touch on what you said too, um, for young people, specifically those who I know, it's also really unattainable to afford a home in New York City. And a lot of the people I know are still in, you know, toxic households with toxic family members, and they're sort of forced to be in these environments. And that's another, just another aspect that kind of plays in is your home environment really, really affects your mental well-being. So that is another thing. It's really hard to move out and move on from, you know, and grow up because it's just hard to get work, uh, especially now with COVID and it's just all of that. But yeah, social media is definitely like, it is the cherry on top, the overexposure and all of that. <laughs> yeah. And there's this meme. It always makes me laugh. It's um, like what middle schoolers looked like in my generation versus what middle schoolers look like right now. Um, and it makes me laugh because it's so true. It's just such a huge generational gap in the way that we dress and perceive our environment. Yeah. yeah. Even for me, like even me, like I did grow up with social media, but I think there's this new wave of the use of social media and like no restrictions no filter and like that can be really really detrimental to your mental health like i've seen it for myself and with friends like social media breaks are extremely important and like we can talk about you know like what we can do moving forward from this and that is one of them like social media breaks and having boundaries because i think we just aimlessly scroll and we're processing so much information on top of all the other information that we need to process. Um, the only thing I will say about social media, which I, I mean, Instagram specifically is like the platform I find myself on the most. Um, 
you can sort of filter what you see as opposed to something like Facebook where it's sort of this like jumble of information and like fake news and stuff that's going on. I just feel like Instagram, you have access to healers and you have access to, you know, motivational speakers and, you know, all of that is really important. So I think the use of social media, like you can use it as a tool. Um, and of a friend of mine, someone I know is actually creating a platform based on that because we have social media, we have technology and we might as well use it to our advantage. But yeah, it can certainly be very overwhelming. Yeah, social media is so powerful and with great power comes great responsibility. And so it's important to curate your own feed and the information that comes into your daily life. And sometimes that's hard, right? Because there's a lot of comparisons on on what is popular, good or right at the time. uh, And all of that is shaped by the influencers. So that's just something to think about. And now you've highlighted the issues here in your generation. And so now what are the solutions? What are steps that people can take to help alleviate some of these issues in their daily lives? Yeah, I mean, for starters, um, specifically, like, from my own experience, mindfulness practice has been incredibly useful, especially knowing that we have all this information and the stimulation, being able to really hold an outside perspective and and just sort of view things without judgment and without trying to change them and being like, I don't know, I, I think mindfulness for me has just been really like the most influential practice that I've implemented and it allows me to sort of float through my day without feeling the need to take in everything that's around me. Um, and again, like we said, growing up in this sort of setting, that's what you're doing constantly, processing new information. So being able to have an open sort of perspective on that is really important. So I always, always recommend um, mindfulness practice, whether it be like morning meditation or actually doing a program. Uh, The program I did I'm not sure if I can mention this, but I'm going to mention it, (laughs) Um, is Mindfulness Daily with um, Tara Brock and Jack Hornfield. It's a 40-day or 40-like session thing. And pretty much each episode is 10 to 12 minutes, and they explain mindfulness and what they're going to be sort of doing in that practice specifically, and then they give you a practice, and that changed my life hands down. So I always recommend mindfulness and solitude, meditation, just to be able to sort of like fluctuate through your day. Like it's just really important to have a practice that keeps you grounded because it can feel like you're just floating through a mess of stuff. Um, So there's that. There's also finding community like what I'm providing, I think is important because again, it's young people coming together. It is a community in my eyes. And I think that that is really influential because there is a sort of comfort in resonating with others and knowing that you're not alone. Um, And to sort of like give an analogy, like with COVID, it's, you know, it's a horrible situation. And I think everyone is feeling so stressed out about it, but there's comfort knowing that we're all stressed out about it, you know, if that makes sense. So finding your community, finding groups of people that can support you and like help you and guide you, not only experts, because obviously that is important to like seek treatment as well if you are like going through 
dark times or struggling with anxiety for myself like therapy was incredible like I was always really against therapy and sort of had that like oh like I can just figure this out but I sort of let my guard down and I tried therapy and I've been doing it ever since and like my therapist my girl like I love therapy so always recommend therapy like there's many things that you can do to sort of undo this stress that I think is built up in most New Yorkers specifically and also just other you know all around the world like it's not just here it's everywhere so there's a lot of practices that you can do um and also like making yourself aware of what triggers you you know like for me specifically like being in the subway is really triggering for me and so I tend to not take the subway at busy times or at all and I mean now I'm not taking the subway but before then so just like being aware of your triggers is really important yeah like there's just there's a lot you can do so the list goes on but those are just a few things that I always that always come to mind when people ask me yeah and bouncing off of building community so city well-being your platform with your blogs does exactly that so um, talk about your vision for that uh, how does it help people today and what do you hope for for the future? Yeah, absolutely. So um, like I've sort of said, it is a blog. So we do have various articles touching on mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, sex and sex, you know, education and sexual health relationships. Like we do have those blogs, which is sort of our staple um, of what we provide, but then we're also gearing in a new direction of creating a vessel for voices is what I'm going to be calling it. And it pretty much provides a space where people can share their own experiences, um, anonymously or publicly, um, whether it be on sexual abuse, sexual assault, um, racism, also like within our school systems, there's a lot of like corrupt behavior that goes on. So just providing a platform. Honestly, it can be anything, any experience, any tool, um, and just giving people the opportunity to share their own voice. And I think, again, like that ties back with the, like the resonation, like there is that comfort in knowing that. So being able to provide a platform where people can share how they feel and what they've been going through, which is also very therapeutic for the person writing, in my opinion, but also for whoever is reading it. So that's sort of the new direction that we are going in, um, as well as providing different aspects of wellness and well-being. Like we are featuring artwork from young artists because that is, you know, tied directly into self-expression, which really helps our wellness. Um, so we're providing that. I do also sound baths. I'm beginning to learn sound baths. So I'm going to be providing those, like episodes or, you know, I don't know, soundtracks of that. So it's sort of like, again, this wellness hub ran by young adults, featuring young adults' um, experiences and stories and blogs. And yeah, I mean, the, the main goal is just to provide that platform and have it be a very open, diverse space where people can feel comfortable sharing and reading from. Uh, but also providing physical spaces, which is sort of the end goal, or not the end goal, but one of the goals is to create physical spaces that young people can come to rest and reset, providing meditation spaces. And I just have sort of this vision of having like a wellness space for young adults, because I, I remember growing up, not that like I would have maybe gone to one of these, but if I 
would have known that it's run by young people, I might have wanted to go. But yeah, just like having a, a safe space is really important. Something that's aesthetically calming and you're just supported in that space, maybe like providing experts. So that's sort of the goal and the place that I would like to eventually end up. But that is a lot of work. So that's sort of the the vision that is ahead and just pushing city well-being to its full potential so that we can provide a space that's always accessible and always, you know, flourishing. That's absolutely amazing, Gina. You are an inspiration and to hear what you're doing and what you plan to do um, is really, really, truly awesome. This is definitely a unique space um, and I know that everyone I work with who is involved in mental health, they're older, um, and our experiences are different from yours um, for all the reasons we spoke about today. So it's great to see that young people are advocating for themselves. And with you, it's also amazing that you're able to come from a place of experience and um, share your stories about anxiety and the mental health challenges that you've gone through yourself. So (laughs) I'm so proud of you and super excited to see what you do in the future. So we'll definitely have you on the show again once all these, uh, all of your plans come to fruition. And for everyone who's listening, if you know someone in that generation, it's great to see that there might be a place for them very soon. Um, And also just to open up your mind about what youth are going on, uh, are going through today. Yeah, Yeah, that means a lot because I I usually don't reflect on any of this with, you know, people who are even slightly older than me. It's usually just within my young generation and we have these discussions. And I've, I've been noticing over time, like there's many people my age who are gearing towards catering to their wellness and who want to be healers. And that like makes me really, really happy knowing that because growing up too, like you don't really think that anyone will go in that direction, especially in New York. Like it's super just messy and I I, I really didn't expect to see like many people my age be so interested in health and wellness and catering to that so it is really fulfilling to know that I'm a part of that and I can provide a platform for you know anyone to come and seek guidance and motivation amazing thank you so much Gina for coming on the show today and I hope to have you back on sometime really soon (laughs) all right well I'm always around so I would love to at any time (laughs) A big thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. Thank you for investing in yourself and your well-being. The goal here is to educate and be educated. If you learned something new today, please subscribe, rate, and review. It means the world. I will see you again next week with an exciting new guest and topic to share with all of you.